Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ask me, ask Eliza anything, it's time to ask, ask me all your questions, leave them in the Instagram comment section, leave them on your Twitter, or leave them on your Facebook, we'll see them, we'll read them, then we'll give you answers, you know it, I've got it, I've got the answer, the answer, you ask me. are coming to you from the past (laughs) because there's no power. So it's like olden times, a major, major mass power outage in my area affecting thousands of people because some moron drove into a power pole, Mm -hmm. a power pole, uh, because the good citizens of my area opted to remove the stop sign on a very empty thoroughfare. Uh, It's void of stop signs. And so they just drove right into a pole. And I'm like, a lot of people drive fast on that road. How come you can't control yourself? They took out a stop sign, but they put in one that I liked a lot, but like in the same spot, they put in one the other way. And I was like, ooh. I stop anyway. Um, Anyways, so that's a huge bummer. Uh, So we're sitting very quietly in my house. In the dark. In the dark, (laughs) battery operated, uh, bringing, coming to you from the bunker. That's so lame when people are like, the bunker, like this guy zone, welcome to the bunker. Bunker, bunker. Is that uh, what they say? It is just, I mean, considering what we've all been through this year, like it's not a big deal. I have plenty of light in my house. It's a, the house is cool. Like it doesn't get too hot. Yeah. And it's just, you still have a phone and stuff, but uh, so you take a cold shower. So, so it's like a dude getting rid of his boner. Get a cold shower, ready to go. I'm going to use a friend's shower. Okay. So that's what we're doing, but we're still doing the show. Yeah. Bringing it to you, hot and ready. Fresh and ready. What was it? Hot and fresh, is that? What was your thing? Make it paquito. Make it supreme. Do it. Make it paquito. Make it supreme. Make it supreme. Get I it. actually don't oh. get my Taco Bells made supreme. Okay. I do. I can't think of anything I care about less. Like, what? okay. Actually. Actually. Contrary to popular lore. <laughs> popular lore. My burritos. They're inside out, ice cold, and they're small. Kick <laughs> it. Anonymous. Hi, Liz and Emily. I love hearing your point of view, so I had to reach out to you about this doozy. My question is, what do I do about a fake aunt who is judgmental and rude, but then acts like we are super close? For context, she I am is, that aunt. <laughs> she is that girl from high school that acts superior to others and is super clicky, but tries to act like she's friends with everyone while still making them feel left out or beneath her. Mm. Her daughter was getting married a few years ago, and she had a bridal shower that we and other family members were not invited to. She then proceeded to tell us, it would have been too many people if I invited you all. Keep in mind, all of the groom's family members were present. In the same breath, she asked my mother, who was only her sister-in-law, to plan and pay for another bridal shower for just our family. My mom, sister, and I were pissed, but my dad asked us not to argue because it's not our wedding. We begrudgingly hosted the party. Three years later, my aunt pulls the same crap with a baby shower. She purposefully invited all her friends and the husband's family, but not us to the real shower. And again, she wanted a separate party that we would attend. My mom's sister and I got her daughter a gift, but did not attend the party. We want to cut her out of our lives or just keep her in the category of holiday family, but she tries to text and call us like we're super close and leaves messages on our Facebook pages like she misses us. Are we overreacting? What do we do about this? We don't want to hurt our dad's feelings, but he has also never stood up for us against his sister and is extremely frustrating. Is the baby shower, did it already happen? The new one? Yeah. yeah. They sent a gift, but they didn't go. 
It's so weird because it's like you can't like it's weird to call her now in hell and be like, hey, this was why don't you ask her? Why don't you point blank just be like, hey, we felt really slighted that we weren't invited. She'll be like, oh, I couldn't. You'd be like, but you asked us to have this other party and we feel like you feel we weren't good enough for the original and like make her explain it. Part of me wants you to not say anything and just kind of ignore her. And if she tries to do it again, then bring up the receipts. Well, it definitely don't throw and pay for the other party for it. And if your dad is like, it's my sister, tell him to plan the baby shower. Say, you know what, dad, you plan it. It's your stupid sister. Yeah, why is she relying on like sister-in-law to do all this stuff? It just seems like she's a little off. I think you will feel better if you say to her, this actually hurts our feelings. We're family and you don't invite us, you know, and then you want us to plan something else later. So do you feel that we're not good enough? Either we come to the original or we don't take yeah. part in this event. This isn't a coronation where there's like multiple things leading up no. to it. No, that's weird. Yeah. She, she sounds, sucks. Like, yeah, she loves a little bit of power, a little bit of dividing friends, extra gifts. Yeah, extra gifts Why and a free party. Why don't you say something to her? She'd be like, I just want to let you know like that was really hurtful. See yeah. what she says. And then based on that, you can decide to cut her out. You can just be like, you know, family friend, uh, friend, holiday time, roast turkey, auntie. <laughs> Christmas aunt. It's me, the Christmas aunt. Kick it. Hi, Liza, baby arm, and snow peach. I'm a 38-year-old man, divorced five years now, no kids. I've been Wait, so you're not a woman or a nurse? No. Then I can't answer this question. No PhD? I can't. I've been dating a woman less than a year younger than me. Very beautiful, super successful in her career, single mother of two girls, aged eight and six. We are very attracted to each other. Mm. Look forward to every time. You and the girls? No. Okay. Look forward to every time we get to spend time together and have meshed well with each other's friends. I met her parents recently and we have plans to have her meet mine next month. While I have dated single moms before, if things keep going well, this will be the first time I'll actually meet the kids and have a chance to bond with them. Mm. They share time between their mom and dad who have an amicable but not always agreeable relationship. While I'm supremely confident with how this new relationship is progressing and very excited with this idea of meeting the two girls who look just like their mom, adorable, and by all reports are angels, I wanted to know how you think I should proceed. Thanks. With caution. <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other ball game. And so far you've been in like honeymoon mode because it's just you and her and you haven't met the kids. Kudos to her for like holding off because that's, you know, be like, this is Rick, this is Steve, this is John. It's weird that we met them all in one day. Um, you just take the cue from the mom, you know? Like it's, oh my God, like you're a man. It's a stepdad role. You're there because, I don't know if you love the mom, but you're there the package deal, of course the kids come first. So you just proceed. I remember my dad took me and my brother to meet my stepmom for the first time at Chuck E. Cheese. And he told us that she was a world-class like skee-ball champion, which is not true, or air hockey, a world-class air hockey champion. And then I think I won and I was like, ha ha. Um, but like, it was very much on the kids turf, yeah. you know? And you got to go to Chuck E. Cheese. There's not much you have to do. Like you just be nice and, you know, you don't have to like go out of your way. Kids can smell that kind of thing. You just go. Yeah. Take the cue from the mom, ask the kids a couple questions, but she wants to make sure you're not a creep and you want to make sure those kids don't suck. Yeah. Don't re- don't forget you're both auditioning each other for this. So you just, you keep that open mind. You may get there and be like, you know what? I don't want to be a stepdad and that's okay. Yeah. Not everybody wants to do that. So you just be you and- Just know that she'll be probably slightly different around her kids, but that is whatever she does, whether it's ugly or it's a mistake or it's unattractive, like that is what you're signing up for, for better or for worse. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. Both sniffing each other out. Yeah. In front of the kids. Oh, no. Well, when you, no, here's what you do when you get there. You just whip out your whole body and go, how's it compare to your pops? Who's got a hotter dad bod, me or your dad? Let Make sure you're shirtless when the kids meet you. I wonder at what point do you meet the dad? I think it's like after you've said I love you. Because the dad's like, I want to know who's around my kids. That's not true. They don't care. But, uh, you know, I think the dad's going to be cool. Yeah. A lot of times, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's contentious. But according to TikTok videos where people, like, brag to music about how good they are at co-parenting. Is that what TikTok is? Oh, God. I see all these Instagram reels where it's like, like, dun, 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 two co-parents, two divorced parents, but we still all work together. You're like, why? What are you showing me? Just you doing like a kid exchange in a Wendy's parking lot from your F-250s? You guys all look identical. I'm not sure why you divorced one and married the other. 
kick it. I love Wendy's. <laughs> I love quick frosty. What flavor is it? Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Is it? I think it's a weird hybrid. Oh no! I mean, out of the two, I pick chocolate. See, I didn't know there were two. There's two, and it's like usually if I'm picking an ice cream, I skew towards a vanilla. But with a frosty, you got to go for the chocolate. But it's not even a real chocolate. No, it's so like that, a vanilla chocolate. Yeah, it's like a very light. But then when you lightened. have vanilla, you're like, no, this isn't. You're light. like, this isn't what I it's want. Weird. No. Uh-huh. And I will say, I'm sorry, Wendy's. Your breakfasts are not good. Very greasy breakfast. I didn't even know they had breakfast, but it's recent. With thirty-eight the last year old, I hope this answers your question. Still <laughs> <laughs> talking about breakfast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already struggling, stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Okay, Uh, so this person named Annie is 30 and a female. I've been in a relationship with a guy I love to death. It's a little unconventional because he's eight years younger than me. So he's 22. I know, but I do love him. And he's 18 years younger? Eight. Eight. So 30 and 22. I understand that number. But I do love him and he's head over heels for me. Is it wrong to want space in a relationship? I was single for so long and I feel bad, but I feel like the pressure of the relationship is weighing on me and all of a sudden I'm finding it so hard not to flirt or hang out with other guys. I am so attracted and in love with my boyfriend and I assume it's a habit that's hard to break. Wasn't I supposed to not want any other guy? I don't want to lose him and break up, but he's way more clingy than I am. He understands that though and doesn't hang all over me. I don't want to break up and find out I made a mistake, but I'm overwhelmed with life and a relationship. Help. You're probably going to break up. Yeah, I mean, hey, I think this, he's, he's he's 22. So young. 
And it's, I don't have, I don't mind that age difference really. Um, but that particular age difference, like you are at very different places in your life. Um, and it sounds like you're going to probably break his heart. And I don't think there's anything wrong with healthy flirting and being attracted to other people, but I feel like you might act on it. And I think this guy is so clingy and making it so easy for you to feel safe with him that you're like kind of, I don't think you respect him. That's what I really think. At its core, you're like, oh, young pup. And I I think you'll end up cheating on him. I just do if you haven't already. And this is not the guy for you. Hate mm-hmm. to tell you, email me back when it happens. Mm-hmm. I hope it, you know, it'd be great if it worked out, but this doesn't feel like a equal balance of power. I think yeah. you love him in a friend way. This isn't, this isn't the guy for you. Yeah. Let me know what I'm right. Ka-ching. Right. One on the scoreboard. Okay, so I'm going to share, this is not a question, it's a DM from someone who wanted to share another perspective on on your America. Uh, not interested. That, that's my American take. I'm not interested. Well, you got, we got a lot of interesting DMs about it and like people that were like, oh, I didn't think about it this way. I think this is an interesting perspective. Maria says, hi, Eliza. I'm listening to the latest episode, Cut Through the Garbo. And I just want to offer a different perspective on what you said about how America is great because where else are you going to go? My own country's history, the Philippines, is almost completely molded by Western colonization. Spain for 300 plus years, then we were sold to America, who then colonized us for 40 years and then quote unquote liberated us after Japanese occupation in World War II. To answer your question about where else are you going to go, I'd like to pose a question back. Do you know why we have nowhere else to go? I can't fully explain in an IGDM the intricacies of how Western colonization has drained resources in non-white countries, how these colonizers create political unrest in these developing countries in order to maintain their own power in the global setting, and how more often than not, global interference from the U.S. and other Western countries is really aggravating a situation that historically stemmed from tensions that they caused in the first place. But as someone who grew up in a country that still suffers the deeply seeded consequences of Western colonization— As do we. (laughs) —including the white savior complex that Uh was drilled into our culture thanks to U.S. colonization— And vacations. And vacations. I ask that you please think about the nuances of why people of color have to immigrate to countries like the U.S. Um, Hold on. Pause. First of all— I don't have to, because that was not the question. The question wasn't, how do you feel America is for people of other color? And I would never answer for that. Um, And your question was why you said, I said, where else are you going to go? And you're like, I want you to think about why that is. You can go anywhere. You can move to almost, almost being the keyword, any country. And you can try to figure it out. I was merely advocating for the fact that you've got a great chance here. And what you bringing that up is a great example of like, but what about ism? All I said was the reasons I love my country and the colonialism. And by the way, in my initial answer, if we can go back to exhibit A, I did say, I don't think shoving democracy down people's throats is the best way. And I also gave the example of Afghanistan saying that we created a problem there and then we backed out and then we had a bigger problem and then where saviors are coming back in. The white savior thing is bullshit. Colonization is terrible for most people, not everyone, obviously. Um, But this thing where I'm saying the reasons that I might be proud to be an American and then the answer becomes, well, you should think about other people. Well, that's insane. That that's that's saying, I know that you answered, it's a straw man argument. I know that you answered one question, but I'm going to posit a different question and then ask you in that answer to the initial question, why didn't you consider this other question? Right. I, yeah. So I mean, that's I, why I, the the U.S. and I said it in the initial thing. We make mistakes. We fuck up. We don't always have the best of intentions. Um, I do think a lot of times it's about getting somewhere before someone else. Hmm. Um, well, so this is what I think is interesting. So I'll skip some, but it says the reason why American gives so much, to put it simply, is because they took so much, which sure. I think is absolutely true. And and this person says, I'm not saying everything is America's fault, you know. And then, um, I mean, you can really start to, you can blame this on European colonization because they started it. They started slavery. Again, we're only 300 years old and we became this superpower because we were this land of opportunity, because people came over. You can go all the way back. You can say we took the land from Native Americans, which we did. You can say that one tribe beat out another tribe, which they did. Unfortunately, conquering, taking over, right or wrong, this is the way of the world. You can say that taking tribal land is bad, but then you wouldn't have westward expansion. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have the state of California. You wouldn't have anything that you have unless people did bad things. Again, this is, I'm not advocating one way or the other, but that is the way of the world. We do need to um, 
We do need to preserve cultures that need protecting. We need to preserve land. Uh, that's what federal lands are for. We need to be better about the environment. We need to do all of these things because it shouldn't always be about profit. But the question was, why am I proud to be an American? Mm -hmm. And I don't have to factor in every history of every country that we've ever oppressed or not oppressed or liberated or helped in that. You are allowed to be proud of where you're from, just as you're allowed to be proud of being Filipino. And I don't ask you to justify that one way or the other. I would get canceled for it. You can say that to me because I'm white, you know, and I'm not saying you're saying anything bad, but when you're white, you're not allowed to say, hey, look at your country and what you did. I'm not even talking about the Philippines, any other country. So the question was, why am I proud to be an American? And you're asking me to look at all of the quote unquote atrocities committed. Sure, I could do that all day. And there are plenty of, it's all right there in history. I don't think that we teach enough actual history. You know, Christopher Columbus, that's kind of a bullshit story. The story of Thanksgiving is bullshit. So there's a real version of it well, that's why I think it's it's interesting to have this perspective because most of the DMs we got were what's just like- per, What's the perspective? That someone in another country, the, the idea that people come here because they don't have options because everything else has been wiped out. I don't think there's that, but not every country is because the US came in and did something awful. Other countries historically, you know, like Haiti owes France to this day. That's why they have no money. I'm not saying your country made a mistake and that's why that is, but there are people also coming from- quote unquote, first world countries who come here for that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, and it depends on what opportunity you're seeking. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing wrong with me saying this is your best bet. I don't have to say, and here's all the bad things we did to get here. Well, right, because you're coming from your perspective, exactly, as an American and why you like America. So this is just another perspective. Yeah, but that's not, it's not something I didn't know. No. You know? No, but uh, listeners might not know. Well, that's unfortunate. Which is why we've just shared they it. They know. They know. They know about oil and stuff like that. They know. Okay. I'm just saying, uh, I think when you get into the myopic patriotism, which is also known as jingoism, that's when you start to get in those bar fights. We're like, America's the best. You'd be speaking German for us. And especially this last year has been so humbling because like we really got taken down a peg. Like USA number one, like it's great to cheer for your sports team and stuff. But like I said it last time, like I have been embarrassed mm -hmm. by the way most of us vote and act and- As New Zealand's just live in large. Just fucking doing what's right. Oh, there was a mass shooting. Okay, no guns. Like just reacting accordingly. Just, they've been out, they've been chilling, going to movies for like eight months. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, so jealous. So, but uh, I still, I still say this is your best bet for better, or for worse. However it got here, this is what it is. Yeah. And you could come from the Philippines. And, and start an empire here. Yeah. So someone else, another perspective, anonymous gay millennial Bernie supporter finds it difficult to be proud of America. I am also a gay young millennial Bernie slash Andrew Yang supporter. A majority of Americans- How's that going st for you? Statistically agree the country is not moving in the right direction and we haven't felt the opposite since 1971. Since the 70s, Wealth inequality has been dramatically increasing, while the middle class has become more vulnerable economically due to low wages, recessions, the new gig economy, ugh, and hyperinflation of medicine. This is not a gig for you. This is your Housing career. College. No, this isn't. A, the gig economy is like stresses me out. You made it. You made it. Oh, like, that's not my. No, I'm not right. in it because I don't. It's, I give you stresses me out. Yeah. yeah. Lastly, establishment politicians in the media on both sides serve corporate interests as lobbyists. Spending outweighs public funding. These are very agreeable facts among many demographics of Americans, and yet we're also divided. I believe this divide is because politicians and the media speak to the culture war issues that divide us and make us not proud of America. These culture war issues cite things like cancel culture or racist white. People as the definitive issues Americans face. Meanwhile, I don't think that's true. this distracts from the more important issues that prevent Americans from having house care, house sure. care, housing, health care, income. It's the whataboutism. Mm -hmm. That you, would you say, hey, we don't have yeah. health care. It's like, well, what about cancel culture? It's the what about it. Everybody wants to push their agenda in whatever way serves them. And there are so many underlying issues. Uh, so and the, the, the disappearing act of the middle class is definitely one of them. Yeah. So, so moving forward, I urge Americans concerned about a functioning democracy to make this the center of discussion so we can elect politicians who will serve the people and not the rich. I think more so me, Emily, in the last couple years, we've realized how much we actually can be involved in and yeah, are ultimately absolutely. responsible for what's happening in the country. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of things— 
because our states kind of govern themselves. Like, unfortunately, unfortunately, if you want something really done, it has to be at a federal level. But as we're seeing with Arkansas, like you can, you're backward people. And I'm not saying that's all of you, Arkansonians, but can make these rules and, you know, clench those Bibles and say that trans kids can't get therapy and do whatever they need to do to transition over until they're 18 and women Mm -hmm. can't get abortions. So- it is oftentimes state by state, and that is should be empowering to you because a local election is a lot easier to influence yeah. than this like weird electoral college national election. So we I completely agree. Like we saw people coming together with Black Lives Matter. We saw it with Joe Biden. You know, we saw it, we see it more and more people advocating for change, being that change that they want to see because it is not just hashtags. It is not just posting a black square like, no, I did it. It is actually in the way you day-to-day treat other people. Mm -hmm. It's how you vote locally and it's what policies you vote for. And we've all had to like step up, do our practice voting book and really read those issues. And look, I don't vote everything super liberal because as somebody in a certain tax bracket, by the way, I voted for Joe Biden. I voted for all liberal candidates. But like in terms of measures, sometimes you're just like, how much am I bleeding? How much am I bleeding for these causes? How much am I, you can't bleed for everything. I will pay an exorbitant amount of taxes this year. Uh, and I voted for that because I believe in enriching my community. I pay a lot of money to LA Unified. I do not have children that will go to school there. And if I did have kids, I probably wouldn't even have them in that school district. But we're participating. We're choosing to be part of a community. Right, and because so, it's good for the community. The more sure, people are educated, a lot of people the more- don't. A lot of people don't see that holistic. Right. and you can't vote for ever- everything. Can't be well. We'll just give the give away the money, and uh, I'm not going to get into the whole like perception of socialism. And I understand why people don't want socialized health care. My, I don't think that's the way to go. But I do believe it should be affordable. It shouldn't kill you. Companies should have to pay it. There should be maternity leave. We have so many things that you'd think we'd have mm-hmm. that we just don't. And fortunately, people are calling bullshit. They're mm-hmm. getting into the issues. Everybody's become more political and there's nothing wrong with having your eyes opened and yeah. having these discussions. Whether you're super proud or not, you are can be part of fixing it in the way that you want it to be. Keep, like that's- Keep in mind, the reason the major young people, they say like when you're younger, you're like a liberal Democrat. When you're older, you're conservative. It comes down to money and it comes down to, you know, you're idealistic, you're young, you want all these things. Somebody has to pay for these things. And at a certain point, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm paying for so much and my roads are still covered in potholes and LA is, we have so many homeless people. We have so many tents. It looks like a fucking REI showroom. And you're just like, where are my taxes going? And I have the right to call out local officials and be like, hey, let's open those books. Like, let's see what you're doing here. And that's what local elections are for. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're all doing okay. Okay, another not a question, but I use the Hot Scotty song for my dogs when they're panting. It's one of my better dog songs. Hot doggy number one, number one hot doggy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a lyrical genius. I'm killing it. You are. All right. That's why when someone's like, I'm not political, I'm like, well, then enjoy having your head buried in the sand. Enjoy eating dirt. Yeah. And you don't get to talk. Well, is that thing like when Biden got elected and people like, oh God, I don't have to worry about politics anymore. It's like, no, no. you should have learned that yeah. now that that we should always have been involved. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, you can never sleep. <laughs> okay. Hi, Eliza, Baby Arm and Snow Peach. Love the show so much. You guys are great. This Thank doesn't you. have to be anonymous. So Sydney. Sydney. Thank God we have that hot info. This is Sydney. So my question is, I just started using a dating app for the first time and I'm having a hard time telling people I match with that I don't drink. They keep telling me my pizza total. It's a Domino's app. I live in Wisconsin, so a lot of talk revolves around drinking a lot of a lot of first date suggestions or let's grab drinks. I don't have a hard time saying I don't drink, but I struggle with how to respond when people ask why. I don't drink because I come from a family of alcoholics and after graduating college, I noticed some similar tendencies in myself and I decided to stop drinking altogether before it got to a place that I didn't have control over it. But I'm obviously not going to say this to a stranger on a dating app, but just saying it's personal sounds like I hit rock bottom. Please help me. I honestly think you should put it in the app. Because I there, I know plenty of people that wouldn't want to go out with someone who doesn't drink. And sometimes for a lot of people, it is a sign of a larger issue. I think that that's really brave and preemptive of you and very smart. That's, that's self-care. I would put it in there like non-drinker just to let them know right off the bat. Maybe, but, but with an alternative. Non-drinker would love to grab a coffee. No, you could just say non-drinker. 
Like right. they know that coffee isn't all. No one's like, so no drinks at all, no people, beverages. But people are really weird about. Like I remember, I would when I my dad told me because I was in PR. I did PR in college, so it was a lot of like going out to yeah. bars with girls and sororities who were on my like teams for things, and they get weird. If people get weird, if you're not if you go to a bar and you are not drinking a drink, so what you do, you have to have like you get a coke and totally. you just carry it, and people think it has alcohol in it. Right. Because if you say, "Oh, nothing for me," people are like, "Well, is she watching us? This is, is she? This is different because that's you in a social setting trying to like do a job." But it's like you're surprised by how many people are, ask you questions, and you're like, "What does that matter?" You know what? Well, it matters because here's why: if you are a recovering alcoholic, that's something that that person who's dating you is going to have to think about. Like, mm-hmm. what if they slip, you know? And I, I believe in giving people information right up front. Yeah. Just put non-drinker. And hopefully they're smart enough to be like, great, do you want to grab a coffee? I don't care. But I don't think there's anything wrong. Someone says, why don't you drink? You know, being just saying, I have a family of alcoholics and I don't want to go down that path. That is a totally normal answer. And it's better than saying I'm a recovering alcoholic. You're showing that you're smart enough to nip it in the bud. So just say that. I don't want, I don't even want to give myself the chance. My stepdad doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And he just says, I don't like myself when I drink. I don't, I've never seen him drink. So you can say that. You can say. Is it, is it weird to say, yes, let's grab a drink and you meet them in the bar and you get yes. a Coke? You think it's, that's weird? It, yeah, it's a little bit of a bait and switch. Cause they're like, oh, we're going to be on the same. You want to be on the same level. Okay. We get drunk so that all your inhibitions are gone and you're on the same level. Um, you can say, I ha- I would love to go to a bar and sit with you. I don't have a problem being around alcohol. I just don't drink it. You know, yeah. you could say that. You Remember, you are looking for your match and yeah. you need to just be upfront and confident. I get that it's annoying, but you all you need to say is people in my family drink and I don't want to be like them. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's not embarrassing. I think it shows intelligence. Yeah. You have to be confident and that is part of who you are. Mm-hmm. So you just don't, but I w- I'm happy to go to a bar. I'll get a coffee. I just don't drink. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if they're weird about it, then that wasn't the person for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's an easy screener. And I will say this. I had like criteria when I was dating and when I met Noah and I wouldn't date a guy. Like I'm a successful adult and I'm a homeowner. I didn't want a guy that, I didn't want a guy that had kids. I felt I was too young to commit to that. I didn't want a guy. I think that was, I don't, I can't, I fucking can't remember the second thing. But the third thing was he can't have roommates. As a 35-year-old woman, I don't want to be like sleeping in your room and waking up, there's a dude there. And that's just, you know, and he was like, well, I do have roommates. And I was like, bye. And like a friend of mine encouraged me to give him a second chance. And I let him explain. He was like, the reason is we all live in a house, which is different than sharing an apartment. And he was, and he explained to me, he's like, I work so many hours and these are my best friends. So it's nice to come home and cook for people and hang out. And when he explained it like that, I was like, okay, like you're not a loser <laughs> that has like roommates, you know? So that explanation helps. So some guy you might explain and here's why. And he might be like, oh my God, I, my dad's the same way. I totally get it. So you should give them the explanation so that they give you that second, like that second look, I guess. Mm-hmm. That might be the thing that clinches it. Yeah. When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. 
Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, Liza and friends. It was one slurp. I have a question on making conscious choices when spending money. I generally believe in voting with my dollar and try not to make purchases from companies that support causes at odds with my personal values. It's relatively easy Good to- Good luck buying <laughs> nothing ever. It's relatively That's easy like when it comes- it's relatively easy when it comes to larger companies that do shitty things like or Halliburton. donate to causes that take rights or resources away from minorities. That but being said, I love DARPA ice cream. Okay. But I'm having a moral dilemma on a much smaller scale. There is a health product I like and I'm interested in purchasing. It is from a small business and is inexpensive. But I recently found out the Just- proprietor is an outspoken Trump supporter and pretty terrible human. I want the product as there isn't anything super comparable on the market, but feel an easy about giving money to such a huge douche. Any advice? P.S. My BFF and I love all your specials. Watch them together on the regular. JC29 Los Angeles. That's on you. That's on you. I mean, if you really need this product, like, and you said it's not that expensive, it's probably not going to make or break. Maybe you get the product and you end up not liking it. Yeah. You do vote with your dollar. Unfortunately, if enough people aren't also voting the same way with their dollar, it doesn't matter. Like we all know that Amazon like isn't great to its drivers, but we all use Amazon anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I sometimes as somebody that tries to reduce as much of my waste as possible as I'm staring at my assistant's plastic Coke bottle. It was uh, my Shame bottom you. of the cobble get into Shame it. My, I mean, there's plastic all over the house. Um, as somebody who tries, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm screaming into a void. Uh, because I'm like, oh, here I am not using a straw and we're like trawling the oceans for fish and where we've got pipelines going through preserved land and species are dying off every day. So you feel like the tiniest thing. So I do think they add up eventually over time. I don't think it's the end of the world if you just buy this product that you really want. Can you do a Phoebe on Friends where remember when she was pregnant with the triplets and she had always been a vegetarian, but mm-hmm. she was craving meat. So Joey was like, I won't eat meat and you can eat the meat that I would have been eating. There you go. Like, is there something else you cannot buy or can way, you put your money into something good as well? Like when you buy it, also donate the same amount to something just to, just, just for yourself if that is weighing on you. of it all, like that doesn't bother me as much as like what other causes? Because Donald Trump is gone. So what other causes? You know, I can understand like not eating Chick-fil-A because of the gay thing. Uh, You know, someone being a Trump supporter doesn't, I'm just going to say it doesn't necessarily mean they're a bad person. Well, it says Trump supporter and an awful person. Right, but I don't know. I don't know what those things are. And I don't, you know, awful, you know, make sure you get that full story. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, if you really need that product, I think it's okay to get it. It's not um, a home from a Nazi. You know, you're not buying land from like a slave owner. So I think you give yourself a break on this one. Um, And unless everything that you buy is like sustainable and perfect and you've got this profile, but I think the fact that you're even questioning it is a good thing. Yeah. Maybe devote your mental energy to something else. There was some like news story where someone who owned a Taco Bell did something bad and people were DMing me like, are you still going to support Taco Bell? I was like, these are franchises. They're each owned by different Different people. people. I can go to my Taco Bell. And by the way, if we decided anybody who's done anything wrong or supported the wrong cause or made a mistake, you would literally be buying nothing. Don't be so convinced that all the other companies that you feel so safe with are doing the right thing, that they are 
um, in fact, planting those trees and that they aren't seeking tax shelters and that they aren't exploiting their workers. So if you're not applying that lens to everything else, then I think you're okay to buy this one product. Uh Hi, Eliza and Emily. I have a question about weddings. My boyfriend and I have been together for five years and we'll be engaged soon and we'll be married in the next year or so. Are you sure? (laughs) Are you sure? Like, do you know? We've been talking about who would be in our wedding party and he has maybe one or two friends he would want to include. My problem is I have four sisters all of whom have included me as a bridesmaid in their weddings. Why? They've been talking a lot about how they are excited to be part of my wedding, but I don't don't want to have a lopsided bridal party. If my boyfriend had that many people he would want to include, I would have loved to have them. I would love for them to be a part of the planning process if they want, for them to come to my bachelorette party and whatnot, but I'm not sure how to tell them it wouldn't be as a bridesmaid. Also, any ideas on how to incorporate them in a wedding? Thanks. Love y'all. Saw you in Milwaukee with my BFF before COVID. We love you and can't wait until we get the chance to see you again. P.S. My text notification is a goat noise because of you. <laughs> um, love Milwaukee. Thank you for coming out. See you soon. Tickets at Eliza.com slash tour. Um, I think you're thinking way too much about this. I think you would like to have these women as your bridesmaids if he had more friends. Why can't it be lopsided? Is that Why really bad? Why can't it be his groomsmen walk two bridesmaids down the aisle? So each one gets two. I think that's super cute. Oh yeah, one on each side. That's it. Yeah. It's not lopsided. No one, I promise you, you will never, You will, first of all, you're never gonna look at the picture of you and your husband and his groomsmen and your bridesmaids ever. What will be framed is you and your husband, maybe you and your parents. It will be in an album. You will never think about it again. You don't have any framed photos of me at your wedding? You? Just in the back? As I should have as like an MVP. <laughs> uh, I think it will cause a lot less friction to just have them because you can't pick two. If um, you want them, do what, if you want them, don't not have them because of some weird lopsided absolutely. thing. If you don't want them and this is your way of getting out of having them, yeah. great, go for it. Great, you have to decide what you really want. But I think you do want them and I think you just do it. Nobody cares. It's a really cute, then just have each groomsman walk two of them down. Yeah. Uh, we had a guy that walked two. We had a lopsided one. It's, I literally never thought it again. I never yeah. thought about it again. I'm still not thinking about it now, even though I'm talking about it. Yeah. Um, but if you don't want them, then that's just what you want. But just make sure you don't have any of them. Otherwise, mm, Christmas is going to be weird. <laughs> or uh, winter solstice. I don't know what you want. Hey, Liza, Emily, and Tianfu, a dog whose life I am really very too much invested in. You know, I love that. <laughs> and you should know that we gave her delicious breakfast this morning and she peed in the office. And it was not cool. In one of only two carpeted rooms in your home. <laughs> yeah. I just finished another run-through of all your specials. They get better each viewing. Thank you. And I was curious about something. Which of the hashtags from all of your specials got the most action online? Was there one that blew up more than the others? Oh, that's a great question. Do you remember one? I mean, there are like, there must have been. I think, uh, you know what? I think it's also because it's part of the joke. I feel like hashtag fried shrimp is a big one because it's so visual. Yeah. Hashtag party goblin just because people call themselves that. Mm-hmm. I'd have to really think about that, but I, I guess I would go with those two. Those two. two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to like look back. What, I'd have to just look back at my Instagram. Do you remember if there were any that you were super pumped about? Yes, there that- are plenty. There are so many where I'm like, this joke is going to crush it. And then like no one's ever referenced it again. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of people used the ones from this last special. Mm. Um, I also I feel like hashtagging has changed yes. a lot just it was in the last super novel and now it's kind of like this thing you like begrudgingly do yeah um so yeah mm-hmm. no one really uses the amazing with three a's because i think one of the a's is bigger than the other a and it's kind of like whatever and i i don't remember the others um yeah. yeah some of the jokes are very small there's a lot of hashtags where i'm like this is gonna catch fire and i've never seen it <laughs> Uh, by the way, some of these questions are coming from Twitter. You can DM at Ask Eliza on Twitter in addition to Instagram. If you DM, you will be, yes, nice. you will be anonymous unless you ask to not be anonymous. So just remember, keep it safe. Keep it do not DM Eliza. Do not DM me. I will lose it. Do she not DM my Instagram. <laughs> I mean, people send me messages, but when you start with like, I have a question, I erase it because it's it too much to go to Ask Eliza. Gotta go to Ask Eliza. Okay. And you also are always welcome to bump up a question. If we haven't answered it, we are not ignoring it. We just have a lot in there. Or you've asked a really weird question 14 times and I am ignoring you and you know who you are. Whoa, you can't let them know. <laughs> they, let them know. This person is never going to think it's them. You know True, I mean? everyone's like, well, my question's not annoying that I ask every day. <laughs> Hi, Liz and Emily. I am a senior in college and I'm having some trouble with one of my roommates. We became roommates through a mutual friend and for the most part, everything has been just fine. We're friendly. 
We found out today she was directly exposed to coronavirus at a small gathering, along with my other roommate. We all agreed to get tested the next day, but they were not concerned. I suggested everyone wear a mask and stay in their rooms until we get negative results, and they felt I was overreacting. The roommate I'm having trouble with snapped at me while we were having what I thought was a discussion about how to go about testing and limiting exposure. I have come a long way in the last year managing my depression, and I'm doing a lot better now, but I've had a rough couple of days. The last thing I want to do is quarantine for two weeks, and I think it's fair that I'm scared and anxious about the situation. 100%. She's a sensitive girl, and I am too, but I went to my room to cry, and she sent petty texts in our roommate group chat. I really don't have the patience for that shit, but I know I will need to have a conversation with her at some point. I have sensed a little jealousy there in the past, and I think it makes her just as uncomfortable as it makes me. What should I do? Love you. Love the pod. Give Tofu a kiss for me. Oh, also, I'm graduating college in four months, and I'm fucking terrified. Well, you can't come work here. <laughs> Emily's got a monopoly on it. Don't be terrified. You'll be fine. Um, well, first of all, this is a wonderful intro to real life. Real work situations, real life roommates you're going to find on the back of a of a flyer or a Craigslist. Um, you are- A Craigslist. What I'm hoping is that you are absolutely hideous and you're like, I think she's jealous. Like, that's what I love. If someone's like, you just want to be like me. They're like, nope, just don't like you. Um, no. I, the depression thing is kind of neither here nor there. For you, it's like a reality. But the truth is, you are right to be cautious of the coronavirus. And- you know, if you live like in Alaska or somewhere where like it isn't as big of a deal, I kind of get that. But we are in a pandemic. The world did shut down. You, this isn't unfounded. So you want to talk to her about the fact that, what is it that she, I'm not even sure you all got it's, tests, right? So you're all negative. So it sounds like this person, now this is a month old, but it sounds like this person was like, hey guys, since we don't know which of us has it, like we're waiting to see. Yeah. It, like, let's all just let's quarantine all stay in and our then rooms they wrote. Or wear a mask in the common Yeah, it's and hard. I, for- no, it's my house. I do what I want. Sure. It's it's also the reason like a lot of young men don't have health insurance, even if it was Obamacare, um, because people don't think they'll get sick, especially young people. Uh-huh. So it is rude. And they're not quite understanding like their actions affect you in this instance. Yeah. And I think you just clearly state that. You just say, I don't have an issue with any of you, but you chose to go to an event. This is a pandemic. This is something that is everybody's thinking about. And I was just trying to be cautious and keep us all safe. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think I deserve this. Mm-hmm. The petty texting, I mean, you're going to get shitty roommates if you share a suite. Like, this is just part of college. And she'll probably yeah. call you in five years and apologize. You are on the right side. Yeah. Hopefully you're all, what's going to suck is if you're all okay. Cause then they're going to be like, see, we were fine. Oh, yeah. But you are definitely, I mean, maybe there's like an RA you can talk to or something, but like you are definitely within your rights to that. In the meantime, you wear your mask and you stay away and you say, you know, you can give them some local stats. It is tough if you live in a town where it really isn't a big deal, but I don't know where you live, but yeah. you are, you are medically and scientifically on the right side. And you're graduating in like three months now. So start figuring out other yeah. places Once you get to off live. that ventilator. <laughs> Start thinking. Hi, Eliza. I'm at a bit of a crossroads and hoping you can help. My best friend recently got a job in D.C. and she wants me to go with her. I'm finishing up my master's this semester and I know there are a lot of jobs in my field in D.C. However, the market for my field is very competitive, especially there. Part of me wants to just move with her and look for a job later, but another part wants to keep my options open until I find a job. The reason I'm so keen on moving is because I'm living with my mom and have been since the start of the pandemic. It's been good, but I'm definitely ready to get out. What do you think I should do? Love the podcast and thanks for all the laughs. Move. Move with your best friend. Move to D.C.? Move to D.C. You want to move there anyway, Mm. right? Mm. what better time than now to get started on that job, that hyper-specific job search? A lot of questions that come into this show are like, I want to move. I don't know what to do. I'm in a new city. I'm alone. You get to go with your best friend. I don't know if you'll live together, but you have someone to explore the city with safely. Maybe you find a job you don't love in the meantime, but it sounds like you're procrastinating. You're like, a lot of people are like, should I just stay and find the perfect thing? You won't. It doesn't work that way. Okay, go. Go, start opening those doors, start getting to know, this, to know the city that it sounds like you have to move to eventually. Mm-hmm. Go with that friend. Yeah. Get out of the house. Yep. Take your, take your clothes, take your coat. Don't forget your jacket. I'm a 26-year-old elementary school teacher. This is my first year at the school so I'm young. at now. And I have this male team member who I've become more and more uncomfortable with as of late. Oh. 
When the year started, I chalked his comments and niceness up to him just trying to be welcoming and him being the kind of guy that just does those things. He's not attractive at all and is engaged, I think. I'm also in a relationship and we know these things about each other. He'll even make comments like, OMG, you're just like partner's name. She likes something too. And it's usually something stupid that any human likes. So constantly comparing her to his fiance. At least he's bringing her up. Versus like, what fiance? He notices a lot of things and makes comments like, oh, did you do something different with your hair? It looks nice. Or you look nice today. I've noticed recently that he loves to be the team's hero. I can tell it makes him feel good about himself. He doesn't have the best reputation on this campus because of things like frequently being late, not putting in maximum effort, and other random things that make, make people say, ugh, that's just him being him. Is he a teacher? Yeah. Last week, I was wearing a cute tank, but it had a sweater on top since it wouldn't be considered school appropriate. And on top of that, it was windy that day. Okay. You After don't have to justify <laughs> why you wore a sweater. <laughs> After school, I was in the middle of tutoring, and they say at the end, I'd taken my sweater off for tutoring. So. Mm, the plot thickens. <laughs> Uh, after school, I was in the middle of tutoring, and he stopped by my room, and all my students looked at him. When I finally look at him, he's in the middle of saying, have a good weekend, but stops himself to ask, were you wearing that all day? And when I say yes, in a, are you really doing this right now tone, he says, oh, it looks nice, with a very satisfied face. Ew! It was, it was the most uncomfortable thing he's ever done. And again, he's made many a comment about my appearance. Side note, I am attractive and younger than him. <laughs> I'm really hot. Watch out. And that moment I turned back to my students and didn't entertain the completely unnecessary interruption and kept on teaching. But my blood was boiling. I was so pissed at his audacity and disregard. But I went on explaining why America's the best and we've never colonized anyone. (laughs) I would like to add that I'm pretty callous towards him because so many things about him bother me that I just protect my peace and literally don't even carry on the tiniest of conversations. I've ran into my partner about him many times and he agrees that he's weird and encourages me to not pay him any attention. Circling back to last week, I decided that would be the last time he made an unnecessary comment about my appearance without me drawing a hard boundary and letting him know that it makes me uncomfortable and is not part of our job. I can accept compliments from people it's just the way this coworker goes about it and finds satisfaction in noticing things that's pretty creepy and unsolicited yeah. enough to draw a boundary. I don't necessarily yeah. have a question, but just want you to weigh in on the situation. It's so tough because I work in a so, field of almost all sexual predators. Um, and I'm very used to just being like, hey, and you know, so it's tough because I don't have that experience. And it's easy to tell you, like, say to him, stop. Do not talk about me. And that's unrealistic because you work with this person. I don't want to take any power away from you by being like, can your boyfriend stop by? Mm. You know, like making, you know, it sounds to me like this guy actually is harmless and doesn't realize how he's coming across, but it doesn't matter because it's making you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, in the matter of your students, you can just pull them aside and be like, I need you to not bring up how I'm dressed in front of my students. Yeah. Or how I look at all in front of my students. And also don't stop by while I'm teaching. Yeah. I mean, there is the version where you kind of just ice him out. You don't say like, he says hi, just like, hey, and just keep going. Just be busy. It sounds like that's what she's doing. I think that's, I I hate to say like, that's probably what's best, but he's going to like look for ways to like talk to you, but Mm -hmm. like a fire, give it less oxygen, like a child, treat it like a child. Just like, Hey, don't care. Got to go. Bye. Super busy. Super busy. Just always Mm -hmm. be busy. Um, and that next time he does it, you can pull him aside and be like, um, it makes me uncomfortable. And I think it's inappropriate for the students to hear you talking about my clothes, Mm -hmm. you know, and maybe say it, it's, it's, you don't want to embarrass him because men get very weird about their egos, but why is this person working at the school? Is this like a dance of the lemons thing where like- they? Just- yeah, he's like always late. Everyone doesn't like him. What is he doing there? Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's always late and everyone doesn't like him is irrelevant because, I don't know, because he could be a really nice guy that's always late. You know, it's the performance thing is, it's just more the way that he's acting. So you need to take charge as, comf- as in the most comfortable way for you. And I bet you one day it just comes out of you. I bet you one day he crosses the line and you just go, you cannot talk to me like that. Like, you can't. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to see, this is great that you're starting off this career and seeing, like, where you're going to draw that line. The fact that you're dealing with some sort of weird harassment at an elementary school is crazy. Yeah. Um, You might want to get the principal involved or something, but it's not because nobody ever, he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. Yeah. There is the version where you pull him aside and you're like, hey, I think you're, like, cool, like, nice. Not even say that. Just be like, I know you're meaning to be nice, but bringing up my clothes and my appearance, like, students hear that. And I've heard students 
reference it and I don't want to set an inappropriate example. Yeah. So if you could refrain from doing that. Yeah. And then hopefully he thinks you're a bitch and he never wants to talk to you again. Yeah. Best case scenario. I don't want to fuck you anyway. Unless you want to fuck me, in which case you're not ugly. Yeah. Okay. Andrea has a doozy. Andrea. Help. I'm happily in love with my partner, but I keep thinking about cheating on him, mostly with women, but not exclusively. With lockdown nearing a close, I got my vaccine, and socializing bound to come back with a vengeance, how can I avoid cheating or putting myself in a position where I might be tempted? We do still have sex, and it's great, but we've been together seven years, and that sex with a new person thing is, you know, amazing. I don't want to leave him, but I think about sex with other people a lot. I guess I'm asking if that's okay. I've never had this long or this happy of a relationship. Don't want to fuck it up but honestly i just really want to fuck someone else yikes thanks i think it is totally normal to think about having sex with other people um whether you're married or in a relationship especially a long-term relationship that is normal anyone that tells you it isn't is like trying to get you to belong to their weird church because and like trying to suppress female sexuality i think it's normal um and i even think flirting is okay and having i was talking to my one of my friends about this she's like yeah i get crushes all the time my wife gets crushes like There's healthy ways to give into that without crossing a boundary. And I think, unfortunately, you won't know until you go. That doesn't mean putting yourself in a compromising situation, but I know I've been in situations where men have been very flirty with me, but when push comes to shove, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. Even Mm -hmm. in my dream, I actually can't cheat on my husband. But I definitely, of course, think guys are hot and think about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you got a little bit of cabin fever. I think we all miss being around other people and you miss other people paying attention to you and it's okay with being flirty. So go out, get it out of your system, talk to people. And, you know, if, if somebody approaches you and you don't feel yourself saying no, then you need to explore that, uh, like mentally what that is. You don't want to disrespect or hurt your partner. Um, it could be the end, but I think you just got a little bit of cabin fever. Mm-hmm. And I think you should be honest with your partner about that too. Mm-hmm. Be like, here's where I'm at. And he might, or she might say the same thing or be understanding, you know? What you don't want to do is create like a weird rift. You don't want to hold it against them. Yeah. So- also, maybe you're like overthinking because you haven't socialized yes. in a while. You're just like, when I see a person, I'm going to go for it. And I off. bet you won't. I bet you'll like have a drink. You'll talk to them. But like, if they were like, let's get out of here, you'd be like, no, I can't leave Steve. Yeah. Or you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you cheat on. Molly says, hello. I am having an anxiety-inducing roommate dilemma. We are both 21-year-old females living in New York. Our age group becomes eligible for the COVID vaccine this week, and she is not interested in getting it. She claims to have allergies but won't speak to a doctor, and her mom says it's easier to just keep getting tested. Um, nope. Her family, who likely won't be vaccinated either, are planning a trip to come to the city soon. Her fam is very into crystals and shit like that. I have friends who've said they won't come over to my apartment if she's not vaccinated. I'm not sure if it's worth trying to talk to her about this or how I would approach the conversation. My parents think I should threaten to kick her out or tell her I'm looking for a new place if she won't get the shot, which seems a bit extreme to me. Mostly, I just want to tell her she's being incredibly selfish. Help, what should I do? Um, It's not bullshit. I have a friend who has really horrible allergies Mm -hmm. and- like almost like in an auto autoimmune, like disruptive way. Right. And she point blank, she was like, I'm not getting the shot. It's too risky for me. Well, it sounds like this person has not actually talked to a doctor. Right. But, but she also may know she may have a life of doing that, you know, um, talking to a doctor, of course, would make you feel better. Mm-hmm. If the doctor's like, yeah, you really shouldn't. Some people can't like really can't get the shot. And that's an extreme yeah. case. I think, you know, she's hoping everyone else will get the shot. A lot of people are hoping that and then they won't have to do it. I think for the family visiting, you say, I'm really not comfortable because they're coming from somewhere else. So I'd either like to be out of the apartment, leave the windows open, you know, but they can't be here while I'm here. Um, it is, it is, gets into a weird, like secret state, big brother place where you're like, you need to get the vaccine, but you are within your rights to say that you're going to leave. You'd be like, you don't have to get it, but I can't, I feel more comfortable living alone or with someone vaccinated. Right. Nothing personal. Just like mine. Have a right. Yes. To feel and do that, that. Unfortunately, people who don't get the vaccine, your right, your rights extend past your neighbor's nose if you carry it and you get me sick. Yeah. That's what people don't get. Like, yeah, you can do what you want with your body, but like you don't get your kid vaccinated, then your kid gives smallpox to someone else. So it isn't just about you. 
but you're both within your rights to not do these things and you're within your right to separate. Right. Even if she has a legitimate allergy, cannot get the shot, it is fair for you to be like, well, then we are not compatible as roommates. I want to relax in my own home and I got this shot. I, I You get the vaccine, not just for yourself, but for other people, just like you wear that mask. I'm not going to die of coronavirus, but I could kill someone if I got it. Yeah. So- you both are within your rights and you have the right to remove yourself from that situation. Yeah. You're never going to get her to go to a doctor and then like show you the transcript. That's never going to happen. So, Mm-mm. and the crystal thing is whatever. My family's into crystals. I've got some crystals. Like that's, I think it still- just speaks to like that whole family is not getting vaccinated. I doubt they all have an allergy. It sounds more like a mindset thing. Say to them, hey, do you have polio? And they'll say no. You'll be like, that's because you had a vaccine. Get right. it. Uh, top of the comp. It's the top of the comp. You're doing it right. Every day, you just take a bite, top of the cob. My top of the cob. Well, I got to do bottom first. Okay. Because then we can do my top. My bottom of the cob, in addition to the power being out, I had three shows uh, last night. And in my career, I've never canceled a show on the road. That didn't have to do with the pandemic. Like, it's never been because I was sick. And I've performed very sick. And I've canceled local spots, you know, hours before. But I was in the middle of doing spots. And I was on, I was in my first spot. And I was on stage. And I started thinking, I feel so weird. I got to get out of here. Something is feeling weird. I got off stage and I went over to the booker and I said, I can't come back for the late show. And I called the other show that I was on my way to. And I said, I am so sorry. I know you promoted this with me there. Something is wrong. And I went home. Thank God I have a friend who's a doctor um, who didn't want to be named. That's fine. Who I was like, do you do house calls? She was like, no, but I'll come over. And then we gave her ice cream and soup and stuff like that. That's like a gift. She came over and I was like, when I burp, it feels like there's something in my ear. Mm -hmm. And she checked my ear and I had fluid in my ear. I haven't been swimming. I don't go in the ocean. Like You haven't been sick. No. And had she not come over, like, but I felt really off and I was afraid. I was like, what if I have coronavirus again? Like, what if I had Sarah Tiana? I was like, you're, she just had a baby. I was like, you're a mom. Will you see if I have a fever? (laughs) She's like, I don't know, you feel a little warm. So then they get the temperature gun, but it yeah. was in Celsius and like none of us knew. And the sound guy is Scottish. And so I was like, can you convert this? And he was like, yeah, but remember. And then he says something about the 70s and maybe it wasn't like they didn't use Celsius. At the, I don't know. So then we tried to do the math and then it came in at like 85 degrees. I was like, am I dead? The point is we can't do math. Um, I love Sarah Tiana. Yeah, she's great. And so I thank God. I had a friend that was a doctor because if not, I'd still be probably waiting on a doctor's appointment, having to go to the doctor, going to urgent care, all to find out that I just needed to take some Flonase and Allegra D to like drain out that ear. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel a little weird. Mm-hmm. But that was a bummer to cancel mm-hmm. two shows I was looking forward to, but I just felt, I'd never felt that weird before. Yeah. My equilibrium was You off. thought you inhaled too much glue earlier. I did. I was ironing patches on my jacket, keeping it punk rock, keeping it 16, and I forgot to open the windows. And so I thought it was from chemicals, but here we are mm-hmm. like several hours later. Mm-hmm. I was like, why do I still feel weird? So I think that triggered it. Yeah. Maybe that built up the fluid. Maybe it's glue fluid. So. Yeah, it's Gorilla Glue in my ear. My bottom of the cob is that maybe once a year, and it happened last night, and so I couldn't do anything, uh, Gracie will start wheezing as though she can't breathe. Oof for 30 seconds and I pan- and I'm like do I hit her a little back and yeah. she cho- like she'll just start and you can see videos on it's so upsetting and it's it's happened enough that I'm like it'll probably stop but you always when something's happening to your, yeah. your pet you're like is it going to stop yeah. at what point do you go to the vet uh so I just was like awake all night like not and my neighbor is watching sure tv super dead. loud Ugh. yeah and i can't put headphones in i can't listen i always listen to a podcast to fall asleep and i'm yeah. just laying there like listening to her breathe like and she's fine yeah she paranoid. she has like a she has like i've been told like a little bit of fluid in her lungs but not enough that they'd Ooh. x-ray the fluid strikes again the fluid strikes again and so i just was awake all night hence my coke i'm just laying in bed like was that a normal breath? And she's sleeping fine, like not having a she's problem fine. at all. She's like, I'm glad I have you. Yeah. I was up all night as well because we had no power and I had this huge audition. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, what if I can't commit to my plans for the next night? What if I can't get to the audition because we don't have any internet? So my top of the cob is a shout out to my friend, uh, fellow author. She's more of an author. She has many more books. Um, Rebecca Searle, who I think has been on the podcast. Anyways, she's an author and we've done events together. She has a lovely home and she has a lovely guest house. And I didn't know that until last week when she showed me, which I think was kismet that like I finally saw where my friend lived 
And she let me come over and do my audition from her guest house, her her writing office. And mm-hmm. she said I could come back and take a shower. Um, and then I was like, oh my God, I don't have any friends who I could ask for that, that live close enough. Yeah, because you don't want to come to my apartment. No, I don't think I, either of us want that. Um, no, I was thinking this morning, I was like, should I clean up in case you, maybe she'll want to come do internet Noah here? Asked, yeah, uh, Noah said that. And I was like, no. Uh, so thank you, Rebecca Searle, for being a true friend. And I stole some pens from you. <laughs> What's your book? Top of the cup. Top of the cup. My top of the cup is I am drinking this Coke because I didn't sleep, but I love having two drinks. It makes me think of being in a restaurant, mm. having a ice cold glass of water, having a little glass with Coke in it, and then I can drink from both drinks whenever I want. You <laughs> act like you were in prison. <laughs> two cups. I'm not at home filling two cups with two different liquids, but today I have a water bo- a bottle, not a reusable, I have a water canteen yeah. with water in it, and then I have my Coke, and I can just... I would get rid of that Coke. You've had half and you're awake. You can have the rest of my coffee. Is there such a thing as a traveler? Not a Delta. Because we know on one flight, Mike in 8C prefers reality TV to reality. So we provide more than 1,000 hours of in-flight entertainment. While on the flight after, 8C is occupied by Jen, whose favorite snack is tea. That's why we provide fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members. Because at Delta, we know. Refill? Everyone flies their own way. Delta. Keep climbing. Free Wi-Fi available on most domestic flights. Terms of use apply. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.